Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson filling in for Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, July 25th. We've got some updates on COVID-related hospitalizations. More on that coming up next. But first, let's do the headlines. As if San Diego doesn't have enough going on in July with Pride Month and Comic-Con, the Del Mar horse races are also back. The 83rd season of the races kicked off on Friday. As is tradition, people showed up in their fanciest hats to bet on the races in style. The summer season runs each weekend through September 11th. San Diego County's unemployment rate is up for the first time in months. The rate increased to 3.2% last month, which is up from May's rate of 2.7%. The State Employment Development Department says the unemployment rate in San Diego is still a lot lower than last year. In June 2021, the unemployment rate was 7.3%. A San Diego County judge approved the conditional release of a man classified as a sexually violent predator. Michael Martinez will be released to live in a home in Borrego Springs, where he'll be monitored via GPS and receive treatment. The San Diego County District Attorney's Office says Martinez was convicted of child molestation and lewd acts in four separate cases between 1979 and 2004. He's expected to be placed in the home within the next 45 days. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. A jump in COVID-related hospitalizations has put San Diego County in the Center for Disease Control's high-risk tier. But this latest wave of hospitalizations is breaking differently than those that came before it. KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman explains. The summer surge is seeing about 460 San Diegans hospitalized with COVID-19. That's four times what we had back in May, but it's still less than previous surges. And this wave of hospitalizations is different in another way. It is across the board, much less acute. Sharp Healthcare has the most patients hospitalized with COVID at around 160. Chief Operating Officer Brett McLean says the good news is fewer San Diegans are needing to be admitted to the ICU or put on ventilators. The overall picture, absolutely, uh, is a less acute uh, variant, thank goodness. That said, we are seeing uh, a similar uh, surge uh, of, uh, of a higher acute nature with those that are older, 
It's unclear if officials are seeing less severe illness because the new BA5 variant is milder or due to the wall of protection built up with vaccinations or previous infections, or even a mix of both. We certainly have less patients with this surge who are requiring ventilation than ever before. And that's great because our antivirals are working. UC San Diego Health's chief medical officer, Dr. Christopher Longhurst, says he's also seeing some patients presenting with milder illness, and their data shows recent infections aren't as deadly as before. What's circulating now probably has a mortality rate less than the flu. Recently, a Los Angeles County USC Medical Center official said just 10% of their patients admitted with COVID are actually being hospitalized because of it. But Longhurst says they aren't seeing that in San Diego. Up to two-thirds of patients we're admitting to the hospital are being admitted for COVID as opposed to with COVID. The LA County data seems a little bit off to us. Many San Diegans hospitalized with COVID have underlying medical conditions that the virus makes worse, so it can be difficult to pinpoint what's driving the serious cases. It's kind of the combo of that, and we just don't uh, think it's uh, uh, helpful or appropriate or even uh, uh, valid to be able to pull out the, you know, the because of or uh, due to. Scripps health officials also maintain the majority of patients in their hospitals with COVID are admitted because of COVID. Chief Medical Officer Dr. Ghazala Sharif says they're finding about 10% of hospitalizations are incidental case findings. Which means that people are getting tested for procedures and they don't even know they have COVID. COVID aside, officials at Sharp and Scripps are seeing unusually high volumes of non-COVID-related emergency room and urgent care visits. And there's another persisting issue, hospital staffing. Sharp alone had 700 employees out with COVID on Thursday. We have to replace those staff, right, uh, with others uh, to be able to take care of the patients. The staffing shortage, along with the unpredictable nature of COVID surges, has made it hard to run a hospital. Are we going to get to that crossroads at some point where we have to start delaying surgeries again? And none of us wants to do that. So I think it's a, a time for us to all take a pause. We all know what to do. Just be extra careful. With infections rising, officials are recommending people use the state's CA Notify phone system. It was pioneered here in San Diego, and it can let people know if they've come in close contact with someone who has the virus. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. San Diego's Metropolitan Transit System is buying more electric buses. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says the agency is on track to double its electric fleet this year. Currently, MTS has only 13 electric buses. A contract approved by the board of directors this week lays out the groundwork for growing that fleet more than 16-fold over the next five years. The deal also authorizes buying more than 250 buses that run on compressed natural gas. Board chairman Nathan Fletcher says those will help keep the system running as MTS works toward a deadline of going all-electric by 2040. We know in the interim uh, we don't have enough charging capacity. There's not enough range, particularly on the larger buses. We still need some technology advances, but it's moving rapidly, and I I am very, very confident we will get there. MTS ridership has been higher than expected this year, likely fueled in part by high gas prices. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, a new video game that takes kids on a scientific journey inside their body's cells. We'll have that story and more just after the break.
I'm Beth Accomando, KPBS arts reporter and host of the Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm also a geeky gourmet who likes to bake food themed to the movies I watch, like chocolate blood to savor with Dracula, or an extra chewy Wookiee cookie to enjoy with Star Wars. I'm geeky about the things I love, and that makes me a public radio geek as well. I love being able to connect with audiences just like you through TV, radio, the web, and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. So, are you a KPBS geek? If so, then I'm asking you to get in touch with your inner nerd and become a member of KPBS today. Just go to kpbs.org and click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. That's right. Let's geek out together about the things we love. New overnight camping options are being considered at Silver Strand State Beach in San Diego's South Bay. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says it's part of a statewide effort to make camping more accessible to people with low incomes. With help from an online survey, California State Park officials are working to expand access at Silver Strand State Beach. They want to help low and moderate income households, youth organizations, and others who have trouble affording the camping fees at the beach just south of Coronado. Roxana Vaunt is executive director of the organization Urban Surf for Kids. She says non-traditional approaches are needed. Whether it's financial barriers, transportation, economical barriers, um, or just, just geographically where they're located and just they may live here and have never experienced the beach before. Cottages, trailers, and traditional campsites are currently being considered. The 20-minute survey has to be completed by the end of day on July 27th. The new accommodations would be developed over the next several years. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. A new video game that takes kids on a scientific journey inside their body cells debuted at Comic-Con this past weekend. That game was created by a couple of San Diego scientists. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez has more. I'm a biologist, but also an artist. Beata Mirswa is a UC San Diego cancer researcher who also happens to be a fashion designer and now a video game creator. Together with another San Diego scientist, she created Microscopia, a game that takes kids into their body through a cell phone, tablet, or computer screen, more specifically into their own individual cells. So you get to go on a journey through the inside of the cell and explore the molecular world and all of the beauty that is going on there. Microscopia is a video game that uses puzzles, pictures, and music in a fun format to teach about biology. It debuted at Comic-Con over the weekend and is now available as a free downloadable app for Android or iOS. You can also find it on a browser. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The 501st Legion is a worldwide costuming organization run by fans dedicated to creating screen-accurate villain costumes from the Star Wars universe. When KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando got her own Stormtrooper costume, she decided to attend an armor party of the local Imperial Sands garrison to find out about joining the Legion. I really am too short to be a Stormtrooper, but Dean Amstutz assures me I'm not. 501st does not discriminate based on 
height, body shape, gender, anything like that. Amstutz is the garrison membership liaison. He's in charge of approving all the costumes for the San Diego and Imperial Rural County areas, including my Stormtrooper. I can tell from looking at the lenses, these are bubble lenses, that this is uh, an A&H hero helmet instead of a stunt, which is the ones that, uh, like Luke and Han wore, they wore the uh, hero versions. Amstutz consults something called a character reference library. We call it a CRL for short, and it's basically the list of requirements you have to meet for the costume to be screen accurate. So part of the 501st Legion is that we are all about film accuracy. So we don't want to look like just guys in Stormtrooper costumes. We want to look like we stepped right off the film set. Or onto one. Although the volunteer organization is not affiliated with Lucasfilm, members of the 501st recently appeared as extras in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And they arrived on set in full screen accurate gear. The 501st includes all the Star Wars villains and all variations of Stormtroopers. Yes, there's dozens of actually different types of stormtroopers from the movies, from the animated shows, from comic books. So there's dozens of different types of troopers. That means a CRL for each, says Lindsay Seapock, Legion Executive Officer. We try to get angles from all the sides. Sometimes we even have to use action figures if we don't have all of the, the sides that we need. Though so we try to rely on action figures a little bit less. CPOC is second in command for the global organization of 14,000 members in 60 different countries. When I met CPOC, she was at an armor party. It is what we do at the local level to get members together, but it's not only for members, it's also for potential members who are looking to join the 501st. So if you're looking to build a costume, you're not quite sure how to build it, you come here and everybody gets together and works on the costume together. The organization encourages members to partake in a lot of charity work. Shane Hawley is the garrison commanding officer of the Imperial Sands Garrison. He recalled doing an event and meeting a little girl. As soon as I got down onto my knee, she ran out from behind her dad and gave me the biggest bear hug I've ever had in my life. And at that point, I knew that's what I wanted to, to do in the community was to be able to kind of give back and do that. That's why he loves being part of the 501st. Plus, it pushes him to expand his skill set. Since starting, I've learned how to sew, I've learned how to 3D print, I've learned how to make costumes out of sheets of plastic. It's something that I never thought that I would be doing. Fellow 501st member Irma Michelle Tuanyo has taken it a step further. First, it was a hobby. I still work full time. And then he said, my friend said, why don't you create an Etsy site? And so I did, and then next thing you know, I put some stuff on there like, like robots and droid parts and then all of a sudden it blew up and then now on my Etsy site it's actually official now it's called TD Outpost and you can see all the work that I've done and, and all the droids I build and an extra side business for me too. As Amstutz returns to looking over my armor he stops at the belt. It looks a little wide so there's a maximum width for that and I brought the CRL uh -oh. so I can look it up. Let me see what it says. And I'll pull out my handy tape measure. Size must be two and three quarters to three and a quarter inches. Sometimes the difference between getting in and getting out is a stitch in the right place. Again, CPOC. And you know what? If your stitch isn't in the right place, it doesn't make your costume any better or any worse than anybody else's. It's all about what you're feeling comfortable with and what you want to do with your costume. If you want to go to the dark side, then check out the 501st online. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. The region's unofficial cosplay headquarters, Comic-Con, was back for the first time in two years this past weekend. 
That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening and have a great day.